Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Father, we're grateful for another day in your presence. Thank you for all the things you make possible. Thank you for your grace in our lives. Thank you for the way that you do your things. It's just marvelous in our sight. I pray, Lord, that today your word will come forth with spirit and with power. Say what you will say. Meet us at our point of need and talk to each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, take your seat. I'm sorry, before you take your seat, let's make our confession. Please stand up, stand up, I beg you. I beg you, stand up. Take your Bible. Ask your neighbor, where is your hard copy Bible? Where is it? Where is it? Why are your ears so hard? Ask your neighbor. I don't even know who it is. Just ask your neighbor. Lift it and let us make our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Take your seats this morning. Wow. And tell your neighbor, listen, just get a Bible. It cannot be so much. Just get a Bible. Just get a Bible. How can the only Bible you have be on your phone? I mean, how, how, how? How? You see, some of you are not asking your neighbor because you yourself, that's all you have. Eh, They don't have it. Eh. Somebody's telling me they don't have. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let me do my one or two announcements before I forget and I just take off. But we want to just welcome our online congregation this morning. Just give them a heads up, give them a shout, tell them they are welcome, tell them they are welcome, hallelujah, amen, we are happy to have you online with us, and we want to say just each and every Sunday, present service from 7 to around 10 o'clock, amen, and on Tuesdays and Fridays, we wake up early, a new season of flow is scheduled to begin on Tuesday, starts at 4 a.m., amen, so let's meet our Father online and get up and pray. I mean, if at your age you can't get up at four to pray, I don't know what to say to you. And for some of you, it's the lack of discipline in your life. You are up doing nonsense. You are up ah, one day going to sleep. I mean, be serious. Tell your neighbor, be, be serious more. You are online. You are online betting. Ah. Tell your neighbor, you will not be rich by betting. You will not. It has been probably, I don't know. Look, most people who gamble are poor. They gamble everything away. Yeah. The only people who are rich are the ones who own the establishment that they are, that, that whole thing. They are the ones who are rich. Everybody else will bet. What bet is looking at you? Uh, then he's on your phone. He says, oh, I'll just do a little again. Yeah. 
then you don't sleep early so you don't have a quiet time the next morning I think we should put our hands together also for the film stars that was a really very enjoyable plot yeah we enjoyed you pa. and some of you I think you need to see the inside of a jail to become sober yeah it's a very sobering place very very sobering are you there I used to preach in the prisons every Sunday for many years it's a very sobering place to be are you there hey you are very quiet oh it's real it's real and then one day I went to have a program deep inside the north somewhere around Zebula and at the end of the program a young man walked to me and then he said I know you don't remember me but I know you and I said who are you he said I was in the prisons when you came and I've been released and I'm back in my village and I'm doing well yeah very powerful amen are you there then on the 28th of this month, that's next week Sunday, we have our Global Healing Jesus service Amen Global Healing Jesus service now, what we want to do during that service, apart from having our minds turned again to evangelism, we want to support the Healing Jesus campaign, is that okay? you should be old enough by now to know that things just don't happen anybody who thinks that there is something in this world that is free is a child. When you were a child, you thought that the food in the house was free. Uh-huh. When you are a child, you think that the light that is on is free. But when you grow, you know that it's not free. Yeah. So what is free for you? Somebody is paying for it. Uh-huh. So if the Healing Jesus campaign is moving and they are going, somebody's money must push them. And as the church behind it, we must do our best. Are you there? So I'm saying all this to say that next week Sunday we'll be taking a very powerful offering. Just come with it ready. Don't let us talk a lot. Hello? Tell your neighbor, you see, if I ask you something you make me beg you, it's not nice. Just tell your neighbor. Just tell tell your neighbor. Can you imagine? We say that we're going to give a booster. Then I say, ask your neighbor if you don't have a booster. Then you have to tell your neighbor, oh, I beg you, give me one of your coins. Please, I'm begging you. I don't have a coin. The, the neighbor is holding five coins and you are asking. Most of the time when you just say, oh, can I have a coin? The person will just, but imagine you have to say, oh, I'm begging you. Please, I don't have a coin. I want to do so. Oh, but you have five coins. Please give me one or two. It varies some way. Okay? Don't make me have to beg you. Don't make me have to beg you. If the thing is going and they are going to preach and you are his children, we are his children, just get your envelope and bring it. Ask anyone, can you understand simple things? Yeah. Simple. Simple. We know that every car that we move, they have to put petrol inside for it to go. Hello? Some of you, when we ask you, just go and preach in this hostel. You can't go. You can't go. You see, it is, I, I pray they come back into Ghana because you really need to see the operation. When they are even singing the songs, our songs are translated into different languages. Oh different local languages. It's somebody's work. The person is a mother with children. She has left her children and gone. You just, your 10 cities, 20 cities, you should part. Look at how I'm talking. Uh, I will not talk again. Push the person, mommy says she won't talk again. She says she won't talk again. Yeah. All that we can do is to put together what will make the thing work. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says money answers all things. That's what makes things work on earth.
They have to buy, get tickets to fly and go. Or they should walk. You just walk from your hostel to campus. Look at what you are doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we want to give you some powerful support. Amen. Oh, thank you for the scripture. Ecclesiastes 10, 19. Thank you very much. Yeah, it says that what? It's the last part I want. But money answereth all things. I mean, for things to move on this earth, it's money we use. That's why your faith that you have must convert. Oh, yes. You are believing God to pay your hostel fee. That's your, that's your faith. And that faith must work to convert into money. To pay. You can't go to the potter and say, here's my faith. Please, I don't want to preach another sermon. Tell me, I don't want to preach another sermon this morning. Yeah. But I'm just saying all this to alert us to the 28th and to make us decide to do our best. I was going to buy envelopes and give you and I decided I will not do it. Hello? Ah, Why, well, you can't get an envelope to put an offering inside. I'm just asking a question. Because when I give you the envelope, you will take it and you bring it back. If you like, today, today at the end of service, the envelopes that Bishop, Archbishop gave out, I'll collect them. you see whether the envelopes that come are equal to the people who came for it. So, what you say you do, you have not done. Then the envelope to you have stolen and added. <laughs> Ay, hallelujah. Well, we're on our quiet time. Hey. Hey. What is the first thing that I do when I wake in the morning? And what is the last thing that I do every night before I go to sleep? What's the first thing you do? What when I get the... up at night, say that. No, 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 I don't want the best, what please. What is the first thing that, that I do when I wake time? What is the last thing that I do? What is the first thing that I have my quiet time? What is the last thing that I read my Bible? And what is the first thing that I have my quiet time? What is the last thing that I read my Bible? Okay, so now tell your neighbor how many times you had your quiet time this week. I am particularly interested in the answer from the instrumentalist. Lady Reverend Humi, can you please come and ask your instrumentalist how many times? Ask them one by one by one by one by one. This nice dancing squad here, ask them how many times? They ask you. Don't tell lie so. Not, not. And because the pay was making so much noise, ask him. Uh, you are interested in their own. Your own, your own. How many times? <laughs> Tell anybody, we're going to have our quiet time. We're going to have our quiet time. And today, I'm going to start sharing with you the 15 powerful effects of a quiet time in your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. We're not just saying something. It's a real thing. Tell anybody it's real. It's real. When you have your quiet time, one of the things that we will do at a point is to show you how to have the quiet time. But I want to say to you that there are two main components. One is prayer. The other is the word. 
Are you getting it? Uh -huh. So these are the two main components, and we work with it in a certain way. But when you determine to have your quiet time every day, it means that you are making sure that there is a scripture that you have read and meditated on every day. That's one part of it. And it does a lot of very powerful things. Then you also have a time of prayer. And when you put it together, it has certain powerful effects on your life. And that's what I'm going to be talking to you about this week and next week. Are you there? Now, the first thing that I want to say to you will come from Psalm 119 and verse 105. Put it up there. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. It says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So when you have your quiet time, the segment of your quiet time that you spend in the word of God is going to be a lamp for you. I will explain right now, don't worry. It's a light unto your path. What happens when there is no light? When there's no light, you easily stumble. So the first powerful effect of having a quiet time is that it prevents hurt. It prevents hurt. It reduces pain in life. Hmm. Hello? Are you there? Yeah. Does anybody have a scarf with them? I'm going to try and do something. A scarf or a something. There's one, there's one I think even in my office. Yes. Mm, I'm coming to show you something. I'm coming to, aha, uh -huh, you got one there? Beautiful. I need, I need, uh, oh, don't worry, don't bring it to me. I need, I need somebody who will be a, a, a representative. Okay, Kingsley, come. Can you please tie his eyes with it? Do it well. Cover it well. I mean, yeah. Yeah, do it well. Please, let him get up the step first. No, no, down, 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 get down. Aha, uh -huh. all right. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, from where he is, he knows this church well. Good. Kingsley, I want you to walk from where you are straight to where your pastor lady, Reverend Humi, is sitting. Let's go. Let's go. But why is he using his hands? Uh, what just happened? He hit a chair. Ah, you see, he's trying to look over. You see, suddenly he's not sure. Okay. You can take off your. Uh, you can take it off. Take it off. Take it off. See where you are. <laughs> now, with your eyes, please go back to where you were standing. Go back to where you were. Okay. Now, stand right there. And let me give you the same instruction. Walk directly to Lady Remehumi. What's the difference? When, you see, he knows this place. But when he had no eyes to see, even this simple instruction, I mean, he could even have run to her easily because he could see. But without his eyes, even this simple thing became difficult. 
The word of God is a lamp to your feet and a light to your eyes. When you don't have your quiet time, simple things become complex. Simple things. Simple things become complex because you cannot see. Thank you very much. You can take your seat. You cannot see. Oh, but what you are saying, I understand the scarf on the eye, but me, I don't see how the thing is uh, related to a... Very easy. You see, when you are in that state, it's because you don't read the word. I'll give you a couple of... I mean, I can give you a couple of good examples. Are you there? You are looking for a wife. When you are looking for a wife... You're looking for a wife. When you're looking for a wife, it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. You don't use physical body, which is what most of you use. Uh-huh. That's what most men use to marry. And that's one of the reasons why many marriages are in shambles. But when you start, how to even eliminate some? It's in the Bible. Yeah, how to. When your, your first line of elimination. Thou shalt not be entangled with unbelievers. The person is an unbeliever. Already out. Already out. Red flag. The guy says he likes you. He wants to sleep with you. Red flag. Out. No, you will eliminate very easily. Very easily. And what is giving you guidance is the word. It's the word of God. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Recently, somebody asked me. The person said, I want to go to the U.S. I want to go there to work, to raise money. The person is already doing something very creative and very good and needed a bit of capital. And the person said, I want to go and do this in the year. But I don't know. What do you think? I had just one question to ask. I said, when you go to work, are you going to be working legally or illegally? Legal means that your type of visa that you have allows you to work. Illegal means that they have stamped giving you the type that says no work. The person says, my visa says no work. I said, that's it. That's it. Because my reading of the Bible tells me that when you go against the law, there's a problem. Uh, you see that you are very quiet. Because you don't know your Bible. That's why you go for a poor. Because you don't know your Bible. So you don't know. So you do not know that stealing is a sin. Ah, a poor. It's stealing. It's the same thing. Cheating. It's the same thing. And the Bible tells you what happens to people who make haste to cheat and who do it. It will guide you. It will lead you. Do you understand or you don't understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. So it is a lamp unto your feet. It's a light unto your path. Some of you as you are sitting here looking at me, you are going to take jobs that will not allow you to worship God. But if you had the, way, if you had the Bible as your guide... Straight away, it will show you what to do. You are arguing with your father. The Bible has told you what to do. My father is a very fresh man. Be careful. 
Be careful. It says, honor your father and your mother that it may be well with you. So it's not going to be well with you. No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's simple. The next one says, and that you may live long on the earth. It's told you what to do. It didn't say, honor your father who is a wise man. It didn't say, honor your father who does not make any mistakes. No, yours is to honor. Hey, that was very quiet, old lady. Rev. But you ask me, but you say you cannot see how the word leads you. So I'm showing you. So as you read it, it is a lamp. It's giving you guidance. It's giving you guidance. And it will help you not to hurt yourself. Many people, it's after they have hurt themselves that they come to the word. After they have four children by five different men. If the, if, the, if the word was giving you light, you won't be in that situation. But you are in that situation because you put the word aside and use your own physical human wisdom to do your things. And many after, many after they are in debt. But the Bible says, neither a borrower nor a lender be. That's the Bible. But you knew too much, so you went. Loans from here, from here, from here. Hey, the people are very quiet. Too. Um, but, mommy, we couldn't help it because of the economy. Recently, somebody sent me a message. The person was so desperate. And the person was telling me, I'm very desperate. I have no one to help. I've not answered the text yet. Because I'm wondering how to answer the text. I mean, you are a Christian. You are a believer. But you have not understood what the Bible tells you. Please, can you take us to Mark eleven twenty three? whatsoever things you desire when you pray believe are you there look at it take me to 24 even we can even start in 23 but look at it therefore i say to you what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them and i want to ask that christian don't you have a bible she probably has but she has not read it so she doesn't know that this scripture is there in fact, let's go back to 23. Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, so your fees are a mountain. Your hostel fee is a mountain. Your exam is a mountain. He said, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea and shall not doubt in his heart and shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Not he shall have whatsoever he even ended. So he shall have whatsoever he said. But you don't know that the scripture is there. <laughs> the church is quiet, Paul. Yeah. Are you understanding how it is a light? Can you see how it is a lamp? So it is very simple. If you allow it to be simple. And my phone, it has been spot all this time. And a phone night, it is not a luxury. Even your class uh, rep communicates with you by phone, things that are going on, and you don't have one. But the Bible said that whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, you have not, <laughs> you have not even thought of desiring. You are thinking about your uncle who will send you one. Say, so when you pray, you have not prayed. Then you are standing there saying that, hey, I've been waiting for my father to give me a... Uh, your father, his own phone, he's not able to sort it now, would he? I'm talking to some people this morning. 
the end part of it is even the kind of songs you sing that's what is probably disturbing you there was a time when the gospel songs were scriptures so you 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 learn the scripture even in a song thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path you'll be singing the song before you even discover that it's actually a scripture but you are sitting down there dancing. are you in the church <laughs> push your neighbor and say neighbor i gotta have this quiet time i gotta have this quiet time oh yeah just this past week, I was having my quiet time and I was reading something from Acts chapter 16, which I have read quite a number. I was reading, 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 and I reached somewhere, then a certain verse. I said, ah, that thing, that's my church. It's talking about my church. Right there, I received instruction what to do, and I sent somebody a text. I mean, the text meaning, do this particular thing. I'd received light on a problem. Suddenly, how to solve it? It had come. Am I talking to Christians in the house? Have you seen that you're not having your quiet time is not a problem? And we are talking about the quiet time because it is the one that you do every day. Look at the scripture. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. As soon as I read the established in the faith, I said, that is what we are not doing. The people are coming to the church, but you're not established in the faith. Because the things that you must do to be established are not working. No, I received light. Right there, right there. You have come to the Lord. You have come to receive Christ all right. You have gone to your uh, few lessons, a lesson or two on, on, on your salvation, but that's it. And apart from that, it's then this few minutes of preaching on Sunday. You are not established in your faith. And that's why you are sending me a text you want to kill yourself. And that's why you are depressed. And that's why you are cheating. And that's why you are lying. And that's why you are copying. And that's why you are fornicating. And that's why... No, it's, it's because of a lack of establishment. You see, when you are established, something cannot move you. I'm established in my faith. So if even you now come and make a law, tithe giving is against the law, I don't mind you. Because I fear God more than you. Established. You're not established in your faith when your roommates can talk and because of their talking, you don't feel like coming to church. You're not established in your faith when you are in church once a, once a month. You're not established in your faith when somebody has to call you before you come to church. You're not established. You are not established. No, I mean, it's good that you have come, but you're not established. It means that a certain wind can blow in to blow you out. Yeah. It means that something can take you out. Are you in the church? But all this was from this scripture. And so were the churches established in the faith. You have not even come to the second part. So were they established. And I began to think about you. And I began to pray. And if you would have your quiet time every day, you begin to establish. Yeah. I'll show you where to get the scriptures to have your quiet time. Because that's one of the problems. You can hold your Bible and say, Ah, so what do I read today? Where am I going to start? Okay, I'll just open it. And when you open it, and then they say that, and Cain killed his brother Abel. That's the scripture you have read for the day. Number two. <laughs> We're talking about a daily quiet time. The 15 powerful effects. So the first powerful effect is the light that it gives to you. 
the light to your path. Suddenly you know where you are going. You are sure-footed. If you have ever gone to the village, if you have ever gone to a place where there's a lot of darkness and you are walking down the path and you have a torchlight and the torchlight is a powerful one shining there, you are walking with confidence because you can see. Even though there's darkness around. And right now there's complete darkness in the world. Your light is the word. Number two. A daily quiet time guarantees a harvest of nice and good things. Why? Because in that quiet time, again, you are going to read your word. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 8 and verse 11 that the seed is the word. Every time you read the Bible, it's seeds you are planting. And if you plant the seed, by all means, some will grow. Hmm. Are you there? So every time you have your quiet time, you're making an investment into your life. You're making an investment. Some of the scriptures, you're not going to even use it now. But later, you'll use it. Am I speaking to Christians? Am I speaking to believers? Let's go to Galatians chapter 6. Let me show you something. In verse 8. Galatians 6, 8. He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Many of you young ones, you are sowing to your flesh. What does it mean to sow to your flesh? Fleshly things are what you like. You spend hours watching foolish films. As for your files on, your porno files about some 3 gig of your laptop. Sowing to your flesh. Some of you young ladies, when you start watching the series, six hours in a day, I even have church members who are watching series during exam week, sowing to your flesh. Are you there? Can you see it? Yeah. That thing, you don't understand. You are sowing into your flesh. That's why a certain kind of person is even attracted to you. You have sown into your flesh. Hmm. Are you there? You see, some of you girls, eh, the kind of guy who is attracted to you should show you that you are full of demons. You are full of demons. No, I'm, I'm, you see, I'm very, very serious about what I'm saying. Let me tell you something. You may have a perfect figure, beautiful everywhere, godly. A certain kind of animal will never come near you. A certain kind. As he, he can see all the beauty that is there. But because of what you have sown in your life, he can't come near. He can't come near. But somebody else, you are not, you're not even fine. You're not even fine. But you have been sowing to your flesh. And that sowing to your flesh has reaped a certain corruption. And that's why as you are passing, some useless fellow, some fellow without worth, somebody in whom the image of God has been erased, he's calling you. And what is even worse is that you are feeling good that you are popular. I said, I'm feeling good that you are popular. One day, a certain young lady, 
she came to me. She was crying. She was really crying. She was crying. She was a nursing student. She was really crying. And I said, what is wrong? And she said, oh. At the time, she was a nursing student. She said, all her friends, the guys have invited them out and they've gone out. And they've gone to places and she dear. Nobody even likes her. And this girl was a very correct girl. Christian, very upright Christian. Are you there? And I said to her, listen, the guys are looking for toys right now. And they can see you are not a toy. I said, the day a young man comes looking for a wife, you will marry before all of them. As I am speaking today, she is the wife of a professor on campus. A godly, oh yes, her husband is a reverend professor. Yeah. And among that lot, she was the first to marry. Yeah. Why? I said, I said, you're afraid. They are looking for toys. Toys. Ask the nearest girl, are you a toy? Or you are. Eh? But, but why are you insulting me like that? I don't call your name. I said, they should just ask you whether you are a toy or you are real. Yeah. <laughs> Are you there? He that soweth to the flesh. Young man, as you are there, gaming is a sowing to the flesh. Betting is a sowing to the flesh. You are so po- There's nothing wrong with having a hobby that I love football. There's nothing wrong at all. But when the hobby of football begins to rule your life, such that when you even have exams, you take out, you take out quality time to spend on the football, it's now a sowing to your flesh and you will reap corruption. That is the word of God. That is the word of God. And then it goes on to say, He that soweth to the Spirit. How do you sow to the Spirit? Every time you are in prayer, every time you are in word, every time you are in a church service, you are sowing to the Spirit. And you reap of that Spirit life everlasting. Things that cause your life to have a good quality in it. From today, a certain kind of man should not whistle at you. Young man, from today, Jezebel should not be near you. Jezebel should not be near you at all. Are you in the church? Yeah. Jezebel should not be near. And, and some of you instrumentalists who are very gifted and whatever, don't joke. Don't joke. Yeah. Your instrument playing is lovely, but it's not going to save your life. You cannot say that when you finish. <laughs> Joke with it. Jezebel will find you. It's not a... Uh, uh, please, MD, what I'm saying. Am I speaking the truth or I'm telling lies? Something like that. How many of you have already received a text or two with question marks? Just, just show me your hand. A question mark or two. Look at your faces. You have received some. Yeah. Thank you for your honesty. Are you in the church? I must know a thing or two. I have three musical children. I must know a thing or two. I must know a thing or two. Oh, yeah. Fortunately, my sons are my friends. We have had many a laugh. 
and I used to tell them good things. And I'll tell them, I'm telling you good things. Tim, it's nice to see you. <laughs> Are you there? And I'll tell them, I said, I'm telling you good things because one day, because these guys, they were also into all this. I said, one day, some Jezebel will locate you. And when you have never heard nice things before, that's when girls are weakness are ears. You see. So I told my, my sons, I said, I'm told Charlie, you are jack guys. You're, you're good. You're a good guy. You're a nice guy. You're handsome. I think you are very good. And I'll say those kind of things. One day I was minding my own business. When my, one of my sons, I saw emojis, he was laughing. I said, what is it? He said, ah, some girl came and told me, has anybody told you that you are a fine guy? And then I said, so what do you say? I said, oh yeah, my mother, my mother. Hey, look, tell your neighbor, you better sow to your spirit. To your spirit. Because from your spirit, you read everlasting life. Even when things are not so easy and we are going through difficult things, suddenly you see that a scripture comes up to remind you that he's there. Are you in the house? Yeah. We are not saying that difficult things don't happen. Just this past Friday, we were celebrating three years when Lady Reverend had some very wild operation. She couldn't walk. I think it took you about a year to start walking properly, something like that. Yeah. Even now we can see some of the effects. Are you there? But in that, in that situation, in, in it, in it, some scripture will come. You get strength. Some something will come. You, yeah, right in it. Are you in the church? Yeah. Hallelujah. So, so, and one of the things we sow, the Bible says, the word is a seed. The word that you sow into your heart, in your day of trouble, it comes up. Yeah. It rises up and reminds you, hey, this is what you've sown. Suddenly it's a harvest. I said, suddenly it's a what? Oh, me, I'm harvesting all the time. Oh. Ah, I'm harvesting all the time. Because I read this, the, the scripture. The scripture says that if I sow, if I give, I will reap, isn't it? Press down, shaking together, overflowing. When I wake up and I look, and I look at the thing and I'm not seeing something, something, something. I just remind. I say, Lord, you know, According to your word. It's according to what? According to your word. As I'm like, Lord, right now, I'm not seeing it all. So, according to the word. When I turn around, something will be there. But something will be what? Yeah. Recently, I had a bill. The bill was higher than my salary. It was a bill that I had to go and settle over some, something. It's a bill. Tell anybody it's a bill. So, when I saw the bill, I said, hey... Really? Then I just said, okay, Lord, there's another one to take care of. And then I continued with my things. And the thing had a date. It had to be ready by the 8th of August. We had not even entered August. One morning, I was doing something. And then I began to hear the Holy Ghost. Check this thing. Look here. Look there. Look there. When I finish, I put it all together. That's it. That's it. Before the date. Before the date. Set. You'll be there complaining. Some of you enjoy complaining. Look at the word. Give and it shall be given unto you. When you don't give, it will not be given to you. Very simple. It's very simple. Very simple. Give. Some of you, you are passing. You see some of these cripples. Who, you just pass. You roll your eyes and pass. 
if you don't have any money to give just don't roll your eyes just pass but when you give recently i was you know when i especially those who are on the floor they they touch my heart in a way you know those who because those who can walk they can do something when you are down there rolling on the floor so when I gave the money, then I remember the scripture. The Bible says, he who gives to the poor lends to God. I said, God, would you make Kai. But is that not the scripture? You will not read your word. When I gave him the money and I, I just, meanwhile, it was not any money. It was not any money. Then I just remembered, ah, he who gives to the Lord, he who gives to the poor lends to God. Lord, you owe me. The Bible says you are no man's debt. Anyway, look at it. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth to God. You are lending to God. And that which he hath given, will he pay him again? And please, when God is paying back, he, it is always times something. Let's go back to the scripture. Give. Hmm. And then you sit down, you allow unbelievers to talk to you. Be there. When you finish, you and them will sit in the poverty. You should be different from them. You must be different. Oh, give and it shall be given to you. But look at how it will be given to you. Good measure. Can you push your neighbor and say, your current brokenness, Mumbi, I don't understand it. <laughs> because it says, good measure. Press down. Shaking together. So the basin is already full. We have to press it down. Hey, the church is very quiet. Me, this scripture, I'm living it all. This scripture. Oh, recently I looked at it. I didn't even have anywhere to keep the things. And I started to share it. I started to share it. I, started, I went somewhere. When they brought the hamper, I said, this hamper they have brought, they have worried me. I don't even know what to do with it. And my girls, when they pass and they walk, and I said, please, you take the tampico, go and drink it. You to carry this one, go and drink it. Take it. Because it's running over. It's running over. I don't know where I'm going to put it again. You, you are there sweating for a bottle of water. But this is the scripture. It says, press down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. Last week I shared this scripture with you. And I asked you, I said, start to expect men to give. Men. Hey, the church is very quiet. Yeah. I was there when somebody just began to bless my household. Every two, three weeks, the person sends us food. When I saw prices going up, I said, I beg you, stop. He said, hey, I'm blocking his blessing. Hey, my my baby. Are you there? And sometimes the person will even ask, so what do you want? Uh, I've not told him I'm hungry or you'll be. I've not told him that. Oh. Oh. I'm very serious. So recently I said, please, I need fried, I like fried uh, fish. I need fried fish. I need uh, grilled pork. Uh, why, what's coming? Eat some of my pork, eh? No, it's true. I, I, have, not, I have not asked the person to do it. But it is pressed down. Those of you who've been to my house, I have my other side of the family. They are living in that house. Sometimes when they are there, then they'll come and shop in my house. Recently, I was telling I said, hey, people, you are warned. <laughs> I don't even notice when they come for it. I don't even notice. I don't even notice. You see, it's not a boast. So I'm sharing with you that I'm eating the fruit 
of the word of God that I have been reading, which is, is doing something. And I'm sharing with you that you'll be saying the same thing. That mommy, I had to give away to my roommates because the way the thing had come, no? No, dear, I had to, I had to share it. It didn't happen as in coming to harvest in my house. It's been, it's been a while, eh? Because you two, the thing is beginning to... It's, it's, oh, I, 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 are you in the house? There's a shaking together and running. Shall men give into your... Then look at what he says. For with the same measure, with the same measure, whatever you use to give to God, that's the one he will use to measure back to you. So when you come with that, your one CD, you have been keeping that every offering on Sunday, I'll give one CD first offering, one CD second offering. He'll take the same measure times 20 for you. So it's only 20 CDs. No, because when I ask some of you to stretch your faith, you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm saying to you that you have been given with a container this size. And I'm saying now, give with this measure. So that when he's multiplied back to you, he also has to multiply it using this measure. Are you in the church? I have paid the fees of people who are nothing to me. They are, some are not even proper church members. No, it's true. Unless I don't have it. But if I have it there, I just pay it. People's hostel, not for anything. I just feel that, okay, the Bible says that do unto others what you want others to do to you. So I look and say, ah, if I too, I didn't have fees, I wish that somebody will help me. So if I can, I will help. So if you, I haven't done it, I don't, I don't have it. But if I have it, my, my account is always coming back to zero. Always. Always. Not for any bad reason. But if it is sitting there, should a thousand cities sit there when somebody's life is hanging, they say they will not allow them to write exams. But that's my measure. So God uses that measure. Multiplied. Then he will be sending it back to me. You, your measure is 50 pesos. You are like the one who said, I know you, you are a wicked and hard man. And he took the one, this thing, talent, and he puts it down. This is the word. So I don't need an unbeliever to come and tell me that hey, the churches are taking your money. And you are a faithless soul. Stay out of my faith and stay out of my way. Who are you? I know what my word says. And I believe what my word says. And it's taking care of me. Oh, yes. Have you seen that the church is very quiet? Somebody came and told me that, hey, every day you are changing clothes. I said, have you ever seen me go and buy material in the, in the town? Never. I don't buy. I don't buy. I'll be there. Paulina, have I never sent you that, send this material to your mother to sew for me? Me. I've never gone to work in town. I don't know where they sell material in Kumasi. I don't know where they sell it. The church is quiet. I am living the scriptures. I'm sharing with you. Some of them are saying that this woman is talking about. Be there, that's why you are poor. Oh, hey, man, have I not told you that the cupboard where the cloth is now is full. We need to move to another. Did I go and buy it? Please, be there. It's the scriptures. It's the scriptures. They are working for me. You with your one shoe. You with your half dress. You will not listen to what I'm saying and also say that, let me also find the scripture. But how did I find the scripture? Through a quiet time. 
when I was a new Christian, I didn't know how to read the Bible. I didn't know what to read. So when I go to church, I will write copious notes. Then from Monday to the next Sunday, every scripture that my pastor has quoted, I will look for it in the Bible. Because I was a new Christian. I will look for it. Oh, I don't know where Habakkuk is. I will turn my Bible to the table of contents. Here is Habakkuk. Okay, then I will open it. They say, okay, this. Uh, this is what they say. Okay, okay, I've seen it. Till today, I take notes when my pastor is preaching. You have come with your big shortism. And you are something, you know, NATO. You don't even know where to open in the Bible. <clears throat> That's one way to find what scripture to read for a quiet time. So I'll break it up. So I'll do one or two scriptures on Monday. Do another one. Yeah. You want to listen to people say, I say you're receiving. I want to tell. Where is the scripture? Where is the scripture? You just show me the scripture. Hmm. Hey. The church is very quiet right now. But I hope that if you are serious, it's helping you. Yeah. Give. It will be given to you. Give. It will be given to you. Never doubt God again. And most of the time, we have just come from a convention where uh, our archbishop was telling us what he says. Some of you took an envelope. He told you what God says. Do it. I can promise you that if it is easy, then it's not God. He will always stretch it a little so that the measure with which he gives you that measure, he will use it again. Are you in the church or you are not? Yeah. yeah. I am also a salaried worker. And somebody came, the person said, give offering 10,000. I said, I'm going to do it. I've not finished, I'm still on it. I'm not a business person. They are the ones who can just take a Disney and sign away. But I'm stretching my faith. I just said, ah. I just said, I heard the spirit say, go for it. I said, but Lord, you know I don't have 10,000. You just go for it. So I went for it. When I went for it, I said, Lord, you see, I can't now with you. What should I do? Then he began to show me. Began to show me, you can get a thousand from here. Go and do it. Recently, he reminded me that you have come, you have not finished. I said, it's true. Just show me which one I'll put. I'll finish. You, you are here. Believe God for 200, you are certain. No, because nowadays in Ghana, 200 is nothing. 200 cities. Oh. When you pass here, you will spend for breakfast. Breakfast, lunch, and supper will already delete some. Am I talking to some people? Hmm. So I want you to look beyond it. I want you to see the word of God. And I want you to just do what the word of God says. Just do it. Our father, as you see him walking there, as if he's not doing anything. There are churches that are not his own. The roof on them, he put it there. Yes, he has roofed people's buildings. Not his church money, his money. He has warned people's churches. Yeah. He has given away. Oh, please. Don't let me say what he himself would, would not want us to say. So if the man is striving, who are you to? Uh, let me continue. Oh, it's real. The car that my husband is driving, he's not driving because he's an archbishop. No. He's driving it because somebody gave his father a car. And the father looks at him and said, I don't need this car. Which of my sons needs it? Come for it. But you, they will not think about you. No, 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 no. Because, because he has sown cars before. 
one of the quarrels I have with him is about sell the car. He said, no, no, no. He said, don't sell what you should give away. I said, hey, what, what are you talking? I mean, what are you saying? What is this? Hey. Huh. By the time you turn around, he's taking the car, he's dashed it. I don't know how many cars he's dashed in his life, but he too, he was walking somewhere. The car didn't come for it. Hmm. What have you dashed to somebody? Your roommate who is hungry beside you. Even, even when you are giving the roommate food, the way you do yourself, the roommate cannot eat the food. And you are like, hey, but me too, I don't have. So, me, the way I'm struggling, I've got my issues. Go and struggle like that. God is watching you. God is watching you. God is watching you. Instead, cook the food. And when, you cook, when your roommate comes, you say, Room, Charlie, when I was cooking, I knew you'll be coming. Charlie, here's your food, eh? And just because you can do it. Because you can. Eh? Why, why should I do it? Be there asking me questions. Be there. It's not because you must, but you can, so why not? You what? You can. You can. Some of you, when you get your food and you want to eat it quickly, let me eat it quickly. Wash the bowl. Nothing has happened. I wash it. Oh! 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 When your roommate is eating, you join and eat, but when you get, you go and you take it, you buy, you eat alone. They lock the door and eat. Me, I'm not in your room, oh. it's what the Holy Ghost is telling me that I'm telling you. Oh! Child of God, why you you have done yourself? Now what? The person will spit in the food so that you don't ask them. You are a disgraceful person. You are a disgraceful person. Ah, 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 ah. Ah, you have not tried. You have shit all the person is coming to ask you for shit. I said this person likes asking too much. Then you put it away. God is watching. I said, God is watching you. Yeah, but, but, Pastor, but are you saying that I should allow them? I said, yes, you should. Yes, yes, yes. Because you are also just a human being. I'm talking to some people. Let's continue. Let's continue. The next one I want to share with you. A daily quiet time brings inner healing. Psalm 107 verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. It was the word that healed. The word that healed. You see, we live in a time where there are many medicines, so people don't respect this word. They don't respect it. But you don't know that there are sicknesses that medicine cannot cure. Yeah. And some of you, you are not well. You are not well. It's because you have dressed nicely that nobody knows you are a mental patient. No, no, let's not laugh, eh? Because I'm talking about a very serious thing. 
Yeah. Some of you are still in the house you came from. No love. No care. You are not correct. Tell us what I say, I'm not correct. Uh, because of how you grew up. So how you even see things. It's, it's, and your life is following a warped course because of where you came from. You see, we're Africans. We never used to believe such things. When I was growing up, there was nothing like that. It's you people every day you say mental health. But we, when we grow up, there's nothing like that. It's like, Charlie, wake up and get on with it. But I've been a pastor for a while and I realized that it's not so easy. Young lady, your uncle has slept with you, your cousins have slept with you. When you are not okay. You know you're not okay, but the thing that's doing, you can't put your finger there. You can't, there's no medicine that really quenches what has happened to you. And, and, and the families that we belong to, they deal with it by pushing it away. It's like, don't talk about it, it didn't happen, so it will be okay. And it's not okay. It's not okay. And the person is not okay. And that's how it was with our girls. Now our boys too are, are, are facing the same thing. Yeah. A boy who has been abused becomes an abuser. Every boy you've grown up in the house where your father beats your mother, you are the next one. And you see, you hate it like something. And you say, this thing is really bad and my father is this, this, this. But you, when you marry her, if God does not intervene, you are going to do exactly the same thing. Why? Because there's something called the tyranny of the familiar. And that is what makes the children of drunkards become drunkards. You see, they see the effect and they see how devastating it is and they see how, but they almost cannot help themselves. And they wake up one day and they are also drinking like, they are, like their parents. I'm talking to some people today. Some of us, it is not from the house that our problem is, but maybe from school. Yeah. Some of us struggle. We can't accept ourselves because we are the wrong size. Don't worry, you're talking to me. Oh, yeah. I also went through my life. Wrong height and wrong size. Oh, yeah. You only think it's nice because I've told you that it's nice. It's not because you think it's nice. What are you talking? Do you think when I was 15 years old, I was like that? When I was 15 years old, I wondered what calamity has struck. What has happened to me? What is this height that has come? Ghanaian boys to you are short. When I started to do, when I started to do my agri course, in those days, the girls in the university were not so many. So we were five girls and the boys in the class were 54. Taller than almost 40 percent, 50 percent of them, 60 percent. Oh, yes, and the 50 or 60 percent who are as tall as I, I didn't like them too. So, Charlie, <laughs> the church is very quiet. You think you are the only one who has had problems, but I read in the word that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I read it in the word, and I read it in the word that He shed His blood. Blood is the most expensive thing in the world. The difference between a gold ring and a copper ring is just the, is the price that will tell you that they are of different values. And then I began to understand that if he has made me fearfully and wonderfully, if he has paid such a price, then oh my God, I am a person. It doesn't matter the height or the size. God help me. Ah, I've come to this. Not knowing that I was coming to be your pastor. I can imagine if I was your pastor and I was this height. 
and come be ready. Like you'll be frightening me. I wondered why I did the PhD. I don't know because I just woke up in the weather. That's what I'm doing. I never knew it was because I'll be coming to meet you who is only coming to do your BSc and look at your diploma that you have brought. Mm. Hey. I didn't know I was coming to be your pastor. Not knowing that that was why. So that whether you come with first degree or second or third or probably doesn't do me nothing. Doesn't do me nothing. Some of you, Graham, the one who is showing you how to, to, to. Oh yes. Some of you, when you send me your results and you have a trail, don't I tell you what to do? I'm asking you a question. I have people who were doing their PhD at a point. I locked them in my house. Yeah, I said you just be in the room. Don't go anywhere. I'll be bringing you food. Because where you have reached, you want to stop. And I've been there before. And when I got there, one morning I woke up, I told my husband, look, the PhD, I said, I'll do I said, I've stopped. And so I said, I'll do I said, no, because the frustration is a lot. The pressure is a lot. The tiredness is a lot. I hadn't slept in a long time. And I just wonder, why? Why? But at that point, somebody was there. So me too. When my children at that point, inside, stay there. One of them came said, I want to go home on the weekend. I said, you're not going home on the weekend. Stay. Continue. Continue. She said, I have to go to church today. I said, today in particular, I'm not going to church online. Oh, but she's done. She's done. She's walking around there calling her doctor so and so and so. Hey. She's done. Is she because? Are you there? What am I saying? I'm saying that there are things that are going on. It's not medicine that will cure it. How do you cure a poor self-image? With what medicine? Tell me, doctor, what medicine? Most of the time when you come, then they give you lagato to sleep. So you stop thinking. It's the best they can do. <laughs> Say, oh, the way my teeth are, nobody will like me. Then you are walking in the world. <laughs> the way I don't have hair. You are a guy. You can't grow a beard if you try. <laughs> Meanwhile, now the fashion is to grow the beard and, and generally, you know, shape it and be moving and, and... What medicine are you going to take for that one? Oh, but I can tell you a medicine. <laughs> it's the medicine of the word of God. And it says, you without hair, you who cannot grow a beard, you are the apple of my eye. It says that, look, it doesn't matter. Somebody has raped you. Somebody has used you to just clean the floor. But I have paid the price. Come on, stand up, lift up your head, wash your face, comb your hair, put on a dress and step out as if you own the world. Because God loves you. Because Jesus loves you. Because he gave his life to save you. The word of God. Oh. Healing. He sent his word. And healed them. And delivered them. From their distractions. If you stay the way you are. It will destroy you. Oh yes. If I had stayed that way. I would not have done many things. It would have destroyed. But I took the word of God and I ate it 
and he gave me life. This morning, I want you to stand to your feet. And I want you to allow the word of God to, to reign on your life. I want you to allow the word of God to heal you this morning. Oh yeah, that's why some songs just minister to me because they are the word. Oh yes. I love your voice. His voice is in the word. In the night when you're lying there you wondering what mistake is my no life. Ah, the Bible says he's right there. I've I've known you as a Sometimes you hear him tangibly when you're having your quiet time. Sometimes you hear him in the middle of the day speaking to you. He said, you have been through the fire. I was in the fire of trying to finish my PhD. I was in the fire of those last few weeks. And I was sitting behind my desktop computer. And I heard a voice. Shut down. Shut down. I said, ah, how do you shut down at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? When it is working time and you are trying to finish, but I knew that voice. And so I shut down the computer. Then I got up. Stay on this song. We're still on the song. I got up. I said, well, if I've shut down, I don't know why I've shut down, but let me get up and just stretch my legs a little. Because when you are writing at that point, you've been sitting for hours. As I came out of my office, I suddenly heard a scream and another shout. You see, we will shout for fun. We shout when we are happy, we shout when we are sad. But Chrissy Brandy does not do that. He doesn't shout. So the shout was very alarming in the middle of the day. What had happened? The entire university was on a network and the network had gone down. Everybody whose computer was open lost everything. If I had not heard that voice, then just two weeks to ending my PhD, everything I had written would have been wiped out. Ah, I've heard his voice. He has spoken to me and led me through the fire. Oh, come on, sing it. I don't know what your story is. In the good day. What is the night around you? the 
never failed again. Ah, his goodness is running after you. You were sick huh? like there's no cure. But look at you today. His goodness is running after you. Oh yes. Oh yes. Somebody before you came to campus, you had no friends. Today you have friends. Oh. Because the truth is, you don't really have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You, you know him from afar. But this morning, I want to say, draw closer. Draw closer. You've been going to church because it's a habit. But you don't yet know Jesus. This morning, I want to invite you to give your life to him. That is the beginning. He says, except a man be born again. He cannot enter. He says, he is the way. I am the way, the truth, and the You have to receive him as your Lord and as your Savior. And he shows us in Romans 10, 9, and 10 what to do. And when we invite you to come forth to give your life to Christ, we are inviting you to come and confess him with your mouth so that what you believe in your heart you would have confessed it with your mouth and your name will be in the book of life. You are here this morning. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just where you are standing, lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. God bless you. I see your hands all over the room. I see your hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I want you to just step out from where you are sitting. Do it for me. Just come to me. Let us pray this prayer. Confessing Jesus. Please come to me. You lifted your hand. Just come. God bless you. Just come. God bless you. Just come. Just come. You may be in the middle, at the back, outside, at the side. It's not too far. Come. Oh. Oh, yes. Today is your day. Today is your day. Today is your day. Today is 
your day. Oh yes, today is your day. And as you pray, make it your prayer. Make it your prayer. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please forgive me for all my sins. And wash me in your blood. Cleanse me. Clean me where no man can clean me. Reach into my heart where no one can reach. And make me your child. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior. You are my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. I give you my life from today. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray for these ones. Lead them. Help them. Now lift up your left hand. Lift up one thing. And those in the congregation, you can join us. Your quit is not a prayer. You are making a statement. Are you going to say Satan? Satan. Satan. I will not follow you again. From today, me and you, it's over. Get out of my business. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Amen. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-S-E. God richly bless you.